Welcome to Oh It's Me, I'm the Red Flag, the ultimate spot to hear me reveal all the ways I've been getting in my own way the last 40 years. I'm your host, Kristen Autry, and what I have learned is that ignoring the red flags in life is easy. It's also the quickest way to create a reality that you don't want to be in. So whether you're here looking to manifest love, improve your mindset, or just laugh at the dumb shit I do, then you're definitely in the right place. Well, hello. Welcome sort of kind of back. Um, we've been doing some branding over here, some rebranding and new podcast name. Oh, it's me. I'm the red flag. I'm very excited about it. I like it a lot. I think it fits me personally because in uncovering everything I've covered, I was a walking red flag for a significant portion of my life without realizing it. And I think it's kind of funny and witty and self-deprecating, humorous. And, you know, the goal of the name is to not only pull people in with that, with that humor, but, you know, kind of see what it's all about to understand that you are getting out of life what you are being. So the topic today is actually manifestation and relationships, because I've even had some real like eye-opening moments in the past couple of weeks, couple of months regarding manifestation and really understanding and letting it like sink in that it is not something you do. It's what you are. Like you are manifesting your life into who you are being. And I think manifestation has become such a buzzword that it's like everybody's trying to learn how to do it, not realizing that they are actually already doing it. And they've been doing it their whole lives. Like you've always been manifesting. Your reality is a reflection of who you're being. And so that's the question to ask yourself, who am I being? If you're not getting what you want, you have to ask yourself, who am I being? Am I being the person who is in the energy of already having what I want? Or am I saying I want something and then being something different? This is like difficult to understand if you haven't been conscious of it. At least it, it was for me. I think it is for a lot of people because we're not really paying attention to who it is that we are actually being. And we're also not realizing that our external world is a product of who we are being. Many of us think, well, the world is happening and that's why I am the way I am. No, you are the way you are. And that's why the world around you is happening. It can be a big shift for a lot of people, a lot of us, me, especially. And, you know, it's this mentality shift of things are not happening to you. They're happening through you. This is why the world around you is the way it is, because the way you perceive and interpret things that are happening in your reality is what is creating your reality. We could both be standing in front of the same things. And if we have a massively different perception and interpretation of what's happening, then we both have experienced something different. Your experiences are shaped by the way things move through you. It's not the actual event that is occurring. That's actually very neutral. It is the programming within that will have you interpret and perceive something a certain way that then creates an experience for you. And those experiences make up your reality. And for me, in terms of relationships, my pattern was that I would say every time I met a new guy that I really liked, like, oh, this is different. I can feel it. I can feel it. Intuitively, I just know this is different. 
but it wasn't different because I wasn't actually being different. Like the way I perceived things, the way I interpreted things wasn't different about them, about me, about love, about dating, about relationships. It was all the same. So therefore the outcome was the same over and over and over again. It was like new penis, same pattern. <laughs> That's a joke, but not really. And your perception and your interpretation really stem from like the, the root of it all is your belief system. So my beliefs about love and relationships and my beliefs about myself, my belief that I wasn't worthy, my belief that I wasn't good enough, my belief that I had to chase love around or work for it or earn it. And I would take that energy that I felt so connected to and I believed that it was better than me. So I would put it on a pedestal. Your beliefs create your thoughts, create your feelings, create your actions. So if you're not being something different, i.e. believe in something different, you're not, you're going to get the same output because the programming's still the same. So we can say like over and over, I want something, I want something, I want something. I want to manifest something. This is what I want to manifest. This is what I desire. But until you start believing, thinking, feeling, and acting in that cycle in alignment with what you want, you're not going to get what you want. For me, I, it was like, you know, douchebags, but that's really an emotionally unavailable man. So I would have these men who wouldn't want to commit to me, who would, you know, want to be fuck boys or Peter Pan's never grow up, like non-committal, whatever the wording is that you want to use. But like, why was I attracting emotional unavailability? Well, because I was emotionally unavailable. And I know there are women out there going, nope, that's not me. I'm totally ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. But here's the thing. If when that energy comes into your life, you start to shape yourself and morph and transform into whatever it is that you think that that person wants, that's emotional unavailability to yourself. And if you're being emotionally unavailable to yourself, you are going to get emotional unavailability from other people. You're not putting a boundary up to say no, you're self-abandoning, you're self-sabotaging, you're energetically telling that person well, I think you're better than me. And in a lot of cases for me, that emotional unavailability came with codependency as well, because I had such a void that I was looking to fill with these men. And it's like, you know, that's part of being put on the pedestal, but it's like, I, nobody wants to be responsible for somebody else's feelings. Most of us can barely be responsible for our own fucking feelings. Like, hello, no, too much pressure. I'm not doing that. And I would think that these guys were assholes, but like that energy being pushed at them, it's like, I don't want to be responsible for hurting you. I wouldn't want that. I mean, I know I've had, you know, some more needy people in my life, whether they were friends or, or, you know, somebody that maybe I have dated and it's like, Ooh, God, that needy, desperate energy of like, I can't be satisfied on my own. Like I need somebody in my life. And that type of energy causes people to run away. And even if they were running in an immature way, now I look back and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I wasn't being the person who could hold space for that big relationship that I wanted. Like in order for me to manifest this great relationship that I imagine in my head, I have to like 
take that imaginative scene out and flip it around and like third party it. Because when I'm imagining it, I'm, you know, I'm seeing it from my own eyes. I'm looking at this imaginative scene as if I'm in the scene. Okay. I see everything else in this scene. I see the guy. I see the life we could have together. I see the wedding. I see the kids, the family, the dogs, you know, at the house. I see all that. But what I needed to do was like pull that imaginative scene out and flip it around and look at it from a third party view. Because when you do that, you'll notice that you are also in that scene. Like now you're watching the movie of your life. You're not in it. And so you have to ask yourself like, okay, I can see myself. Who am I being in that imaginative scene? Who is that woman that is in that scene? Because that's who I have to start being now. I can't wait to find a guy and then start being her. I have to be her now. So I look at her with the husband and the kids and the dogs and the houses and the companies and whatever else we decide to create together. And I ask myself in any given situation, like who would she be? Who is she? What would she do? If somebody is being toxic to her life, what does she do? Well, she says, bye. So somebody comes along now and says, hey, I'm not really interested in getting serious with anybody right now for whatever reason, whether I want to agree with him or not. Now I say, okay, bummer. See you later. Old Kristen would have waited around like, well, he's 42. Maybe he'll get his head out of his ass sometime soon and want to be with me. Nope. Not anymore because I want to manifest a relationship. And that, that imaginative scene with that woman in it, that didn't start with her sitting around with her thumb up her ass waiting for some dummy to get a, his head out of his ass. That relationship with that amazing man starts with me finding somebody who knows they're amazing, is ready to be amazing for somebody else, and is ready to find somebody amazing. That is me not self-abandoning, not self-sabotaging not self-sacrificing, not putting myself into a box that I don't want to be in, not being afraid to let my authenticity out that says, you don't want a relationship right now? That's okay. See you later. I want one of those. I'm ready for something. I'm ready to let somebody in my life that is super amazing so we can build something amazing together. But it doesn't start with you shrinking yourself and not whatever, whatever you want, whatever that is, you put that out there wholeheartedly so you can claim it. That's you claiming it. Walking away from everything that is not that, that's how you manifest what you want. You have those strong boundaries. You refuse to settle. You get a very clear vision on what you want. And that is in terms of the feeling that you want. Because the feeling that you want is the most important part. And so when it comes to manifesting the things that you want, you have to decide, am I just saying what I want and hoping it shows up? Or am I actually being the person that I need to be to get what I want? If you think about somebody who says, I want to be a lawyer. Okay, well, you can't just say, I want to be a lawyer and expect a law degree to show up. If you say, I want to be a lawyer, 
you have to first believe that you are capable and worthy and deserving enough to obtain that law degree. That's step one. Because if you have that belief in you, then your thoughts are going to be, okay, I can do this. This is, this is absolutely possible for me. That feeling is going to be like excitement and fulfillment and, you know, yeah, this is really aligned with me. And then your action is going to be, I'm going to apply to law school or, you know, go to pre-law for undergrad. And then once you get your undergrad degree, you apply to law school, you take the LSATs, you enroll in a law school to pass the bar exam, then get hired at a firm. I think those are the right steps. I'm not sure. I'm not a lawyer. If that's your path, whatever it is, I mean, plug what you want in there and then you take the necessary steps to prepare yourself to hold space for that. So all the preparing when it comes to being a lawyer is the education. It's really no different with with a relationship. You need to educate yourself on how to communicate in a really healthy way. You have to educate yourself on you know, not taking everything personally, not looking at the negative all the time, not expecting the worst, not putting people on a pedestal, learning not to self-abandon and put yourself into a box that you should not be in. Learn to let your authenticity out, learn to speak up for yourself. These are all the things that go into holding space for and maintaining a healthy relationship. And so, no, you, you can't necessarily see the specific steps that it might take to find your partner. It's where your intuition comes in and your belief in yourself. Because when you believe this is something that I truly want and I believe I'm worthy of having it, then you'll start to trust the process of life. And you'll start to just know that things show up in a divine timing. And while you're quote unquote waiting, you're going to be enjoying the fuck out of your life because you also believe that you're worthy of that. And it doesn't take your significant other or a significant other to come and fill a void so that you can start enjoying your life and having fun. That's where the sitting around with your thumb up your ass comes in, like things you don't want to do. And sure, I, I know it has its challenges sometimes. But being in a relationship has its challenges sometimes too. There are going to be times where you're kind of like, humph, but that shouldn't be your dominant state. If you're single, you shouldn't be sitting around wallowing all the time. When I'm single. This sucks. It doesn't suck. And the more you live in that energy, the more codependent on a relationship you become if you're not already there. And we sit around and we wallow and we think all I want is a boyfriend. And then when we find somebody who could potentially be our boyfriend, that codependency kicks in. We shove him in that void. We hold on to things that aren't aligned with us and aren't actually good and healthy for us. And then we keep ourselves in a toxic relationship. And that is how patterns of manifesting what you don't want continue. Because you're not being the woman who knows he's on his fucking way, regardless of whether this dude's it or not. And then you attach to an outcome with somebody that you don't really know. I was always the one writing the story. This guy's, you know, my, that, that energy, that 
would come my way that is like so potent for me and I would feel it. And, you know, it would be like, I would think that he was the total package, ambitious, a lot of sexual attraction, conversations good. We vibe well. There's just an energy. There's a connection. There's chemistry. That energy I would take and that would, it would go on the pedestal and I would write a story and attach to it. Looking back now, it was like, oh, I didn't know a lot about him at all. And I didn't allow that process to unfold. I would try and jump right to the end because I didn't trust myself enough. I didn't believe in myself enough that somebody would really stick around to get to know me. And so my subconscious would do that thing where it jumps, you know, six, eight, 12 months ahead where it's safe and comfortable and cozy and we're in love. And I would want to go right to that place, but that's not how it works. So I would continue to manifest what felt like really toxic relationships in my life, what they were really toxic relationships because the men that I was shoving in that void and writing a story about were very different than the character I created them to be in the story. And I wanted so badly for them to transform themselves into that character, but that's not how it works. I, I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust the process. I didn't trust any of it. So I just kept manifesting, you know, shitty relationships into my life. So you have to ask yourself who you're being and check in on this. Like if, if you are saying you want something and you are continuously not seeing any trace of it or partly traces of it, or you're seeing some traces of it, but not all of it, you have to be real honest with yourself. You have to really sit down and sit in the discomfort of, okay, there's one common denominator here. It's me. Oh, it's me. I'm the red flag. That's hard to do. But if you can think about it in more like rational terms or even kind of like scientific terms, your brain is like a computer. So that programming that is in there, it's data in, data out. Like if your brain is coded a certain way, you're going to get data out. So if you start with the data out, okay, I have these patterns in my life. Being real honest with myself here, these are the patterns. Like I keep saying it's different. It's not fucking different. All right. The pattern is what I don't want. So the programming must be something opposite than what I want. And that's where the work comes in, where you got to go find the programming, pull it out, reprogram it, and re-download it. And if the programming's buried deep down there, it can take a while. Like This does not happen overnight. But it takes more than just saying something in a mirror 20 times a day and thinking that that's going to change your life. Affirmations aren't bad. They definitely can enhance things, but unless you're really, really feeling the emotion behind them, they're not doing anything. You have to really dig in there. And when you ask yourself, like, who am I being? What am I afraid of? Because if you are not manifesting what you want, then there is some sort of separation between you and that manifestation. 
Again, that manifestation is the feeling you want in your external world, coming from your external world. And in the realm of spirituality, there's love and there's fear and fear is separating and love is uniting. So if you and your manifestation are not uniting together, then fear is keeping you apart. You got to find out what that fear is. What is it that you're avoiding? What emotions are you being unavailable to within your own being? What are you running from? What are you truly, truly afraid of? Because that's where all the answers are to your manifestation. If you can face the fears or find them, they're all within, by the way, that's when you'll be like, oh, shit. Took me a while to realize that I thought people were better than me. And so because that was buried in my subconscious, I would act in accordance with that belief that like, I'm less than, so I'll shrink myself down over here or I'll be quiet or I won't say what I really feel because these people are more important than me or this person's more important than me, better than me. I'm lucky to be in his life. So I had to actively work on like pulling that pedestal out from under people or not putting them on there at all and work on putting myself up there. And that's still a battle for me. But now I'm aware of it. And that is a huge uphill battle, becoming aware of something. Because now when I step into something that traditionally I would have you know, self-sabotaged, I can become really aware of why I'm doing the things I'm doing and not necessarily listen to that voice that I used to think was intuition. That voice is actually fear. Fear is pretty loud. Your intuition is pretty quiet. So I can hear that fear now and I can say not today because I know that's not the truth anymore. So the takeaway is embodying that version of you that you can like third party view in your imagination. Looking at that woman or that person and saying, who are they? How do they act and feel and think and believe? Write them down. Take that with you, you know, implement it little by little. Start to become aware of it in like mundane situations. Maybe you get a little pissy about something and you're not completely in an emotional spiral. You're just a little bit like huffy or whatever word you want to use. And you just grab hold of your emotion and ask yourself, if I had every damn thing that I want in this life, would I give a shit about this? The answer is probably no. Even if it's no and you're like, I can't not be pissed off right now. Okay, try again later. At least you're becoming aware of it. And remember, there's a big difference between saying what you want and being what you want. Saying you want something and being the person who is really ready to receive it. All right, that's what I got for today. If you're able to, leave a review. I would love it, love it, love it. A rating. Share this with people who are struggling to manifest or feeling stuck in life. And I will see you guys in the next episode. I love you all.